What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This Chicago Bulls team last night looked like a completely different team than what they were before the All-Star break. The Pat Bev effect was in full effect last night, and we were able to see what this team looked like with a verbal leader and communicator out there. We're going to talk about that, how it affected this game, how sustainable is it going forth in the rest of the season, and we're going to dive into the mailbag. We're going to do all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow us collectively, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's get into it. The Bulls last night got a much-needed victory against a Brooklyn Nets team that, while not having any superstars, is a very deep team and a young team and the type of team that usually gives the Bulls fits. The Bulls came in with a game plan that they just executed. The energy was completely different from this Bulls team and how they started the game out and their focus in the game. You saw this team come in and looks like execute a game plan that they all trusted and believed in. And that was more so evident as well by Pat's Bev's comments after the game when he talked about and really sung the praises of head coach Billy Donovan and his game plan and scheme. And so, you know, having a point guard that knows how to run it, you even saw at times last night, Pat Bev go to the sideline and talk to Billy Donovan about what he wanted to see on offense, things like that. And this team came out and executed. Now, it was more than just Pat Bev being on this team that did it. Zach Levine shooting the ball hugely efficiently, right? Being able to focus on the thing. The team um, gets coming out and playing with a defensive level of intensity that maintained. And I tell you what, while I was a little bit skeptical of, starting Alice Caruso as the starting power forward for this team, Pat Williams moving to the bench and having Io on the bench, it seems like those were two players that came in and were able to keep up the intensity themselves. Patrick Williams being more aggressive in just the way that he went out and got his shots, still only taking eight shots, but giving getting 17 points with those shots. And you know that's going to be some of the stories of this game as well. The energy and focus, the different feel of this team is definitely going to be at the forefront. But then also Zach Levine playing like a max level player. 12 of 17 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3-point range, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 32 points on 17 buckets, right? Nikola Vucevic, who didn't have the scoring output that we're used to seeing, though, with 13 points, but still 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks from Nikola Vucevic, and he just played the Bulls went to him, it seemed like, in a more focused way. Now, I would like to see more things go through Vooch later in the game, but again, the, the starters primarily didn't play in the fourth quarter, so... This is a game that Vooch could have definitely had as usual, 20 and 13. So um, no problems there. DeMar DeRozan, he goes 8 of 17. He gets 17 points as well. Four rebounds, four assists, one steal um, from him. And, you know, overall, I would say this is having Alex Caruso and Patrick Beverly out there as well and really having them set up, do most of the ball handling, passing the ball, the Bulls taking care of the ball as well. All sustainable things, which we'll talk about next. But P. Will's impact off the bench. Five of eight, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, 17 points. Patrick Williams played the type of game that we've been wanting and see Patrick Williams play. 
When you look in at Andre Drummond, 6 for 10 from the field with his 13 points as well, uh, Io DeSumo goes 3 of 8, not the best shooting, but Io DeSumo rebounded the ball. Nine rebounds, three assists, seven points in this game, and Io just seeming like he knew and understood what he needed to do a little bit better out there as well. Um, Dalen Terry, 11 points in, a, in 10 minutes for Dalen Terry. He's 3 of 3 from the field, most of that coming in garbage time, though. But again, Dalen Terry showing no hesitation from him in the things that he's able to do. The offense seemed to move the ball with a purpose and take care of the ball better. Only nine turnovers in this in this game from the Chicago Bear, Chicago Bulls. And then, um, as well, the defensive intensity. Just this team played with a level of focus defensively that I've just not seen them consistently do for four quarters probably all this season. Now, yes, they did benefit some from the Brooklyn Nets' bad shooting, but we as we sometimes have to also acknowledge that other teams shoot bad because of the defense that we're playing. The Bulls running out the three-point shots on every single possession, closing out on shots in general. This was a time in which there, there were so many times that their Bulls player was out of position to, to get to really contest a shot, but they hustled back and still contested the shot. Pat Bev doing a lot of things we saw Lonzo Ball doing with the communication, guarding multiple people on one possession. Those type of things help this team win, and that's what goes into the next topic. How sustainable is this type of play from the Chicago Bulls when you look at it? 56% shooting overall as a team, 46% shooting from three-point range for the Chicago Bulls. They only took 26 threes, but they hit 12 of them. Nine turnovers, 57 rebounds, 25 assists on 50 made buckets, Half of the Bulls made shots were assisted. And the thing that I'm going to go to is a, is a couple of quotes from Pat Beverly that shows how consistent this, how sustainable this level of play could be for the team. He said this, my job is not to hoist a lot of shots. My job is to make sure we stay in steady offense to make sure the key guys get the ball where they need to go. I believe communication is the biggest thing to being human. If you're in a relationship, married, whatever the case may be, no communication, wife is going to get mad. It's the same thing in basketball. And if you guys have been following this channel for long enough or this podcast, if you're listening on the podcast side, one of the things I've been preaching about why Zach Levine was able to be a better defender when Lonzo Ball was out there, why the Bulls played the way that they did, get out in transition when Lonzo Ball was out there, and that was the way that Lonzo communicates on the defensive side of the ball. We have another player now that is going to communicate. You saw it. Patrick Beverly noticed what the Brooklyn Nets were trying to do offensively, and he called it out when he was out there on the court. That helps when you don't have the, the, the players that have necessarily the highest defensive basketball IQ out there. When you have a true coach out there on the court that calls things out, that communicates, it, it's you, you feel it, right? And that's something that helps this team plays better. This was the closest we've seen the Chicago Bulls team play to how they played when Lonzo Ball was out there that we've seen since he went down. And the communication piece is a big part of that. And if this team keeps communicating out on the floor, it can't just be on Pat Bev, but hopefully that communication becomes infectious throughout the whole team. If you communicate when you're out there, especially defensively, it helps, like I said, it helps players that aren't the best with basketball IQ, that aren't the best in one-on-one -on -one defense. It helps them know the position to be in. It helps them be more aware. So. Having Patrick Beverly out there in the way that he did and that communication piece that he talked to is a big part of why I do think this level of play is sustainable. Now, is the are the Bulls going to put up 131 points every single game? No, it's not going to happen. But the execution part of it, right? The things that you can take away from this game, the shooting efficiently, the mitigating turnovers, the getting turnovers. They got 13 turnovers on the other side. 
The, 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 how many times did the Bulls get called for cheap fouls? Not very many times in this game. The Bulls had uh, 15 total personal fouls in this game overall to the Brooklyn Nets, 25, right? That's the type of things that communication helps in basketball. And so in sports in general, but in specifically in basketball, when you communicate at that level, it allows you to, to punch above your weight. This was the first time this season I could say this team felt like a team that understood they were better than the team in front of them. They executed, they played well, and they just did what needed to be done. And those type of things are sustainable. Yes, they're going to run up to teams that are more talented than them. They're going to run up to teams that have more stars than them. They're, they're going to do that. But when you when you execute in this way, right, and when you, you take care of the slimpicities of basketball and just take care of the things that, you know, are, are, are just night in and night out, simple basketball activities. You're able to punch above your weight. Now, we need to see it sustained a little bit longer, right? This one game, it feels great, right? Let's see what the Bulls do Sunday against the Washington Wizards. But with that said, you know, considering that the Bulls, they get a win when the Washington Wizards lose. We face the Washington Wizards Sunday. The Bulls can outright own that 10th slot if they beat the Washington Wizards. But that you can't stop there, right? You hear so much from this team. We have to play like every game's a game seven. We have to play with a level of intensity. This, our season's on the line. This team has to now show that with sustaining some of the things that they did in this game. And if they do that, we'll be talking about a team that's in the play-in and maybe the playoffs when it's all said and done. And let's see if the Bulls can and will sustain this level of play. All right, enough of me talking. Let's get into the voicemails for today. It is Saturday, so that means it's a voicemail bag day. We'll get into this first voicemail. Oh, by the way, not just voicemails. We got voicemails. We got text. We got comments from YouTube. Make sure you guys, if you're on the YouTube side and you don't want to call in, just type mailbag in before your comment. That way I can search it and pull it up, and we can use it for the mailbag episodes as well. But this first voicemail, at least, is from Matthew Shop. Hey, hey, this is Matthew Shop in Dawson, man. You are right on about everything you can think of about these Bulls, man. I've been a Bulls fan all my life. But that Billy Donovan got to go. You're right. That MF got to go, man. I, I agree with you 100%. Bye. All right, and this was left clearly before last. Most of these voicemails, I think we only got two voicemails that came after last night's game. And that's from Shane Goon. But Matthew Shop saying Billy Donovan has to go. And here's my thing on this, right? Um, having a point guard out there that understands what Billy Donovan and believes in what Billy Donovan does, it, it made a difference at least last night. Now, let's see if it makes a difference going forward and how well. We'll say this. Billy Donovan coached a solid game last night. When you look at the way he used his timeouts to stop the Nets when they just started going on little runs, right? Um, the, the defensive rotations and, and the schemes there. Really good, but I still say this. Billy Donovan is still, unless something changes drastically from now until whenever his contract's up, which is not going to be anytime soon, but Billy Donovan, I still do not believe, is going to be the coach that is the coach of the Chicago Bulls whenever we do become a championship-level team again. That's my personal opinion, Um, but this front office has hitched their wagon to Billy Donovan, and he's going to be here for at least three more years, as I've been telling you guys, so we got at least that long left of Billy Donovan before uh, I think we even are open to any change. But, you know, I, I I will like to see a more modern offense. Can Billy bring that is going to be the question um, in it. And, you know, a lot of Bulls fans, shout out to Winton and Mahorn, are over Billy Donovan, and I understand it. But, you know, he's not likely to go anywhere. Unfortunately, he's just not likely to happen. But we'll see if that changes at all for the Chicago Bulls. Thank you for the voicemail, Matthew. Let's get into this next one. This one is from Steph. Yes, this is Steph from the Burbs of Chicago. I just wanted to kind of give my input on the Patrick Beverly signing. Um, I think it was a great pickup for the Bulls because he brings that certain level of toughness um, and he's a great defender. 
Wonder, he kind of puts me in the, the mindset of a uh, Dennis Rodman slash, uh, can't think of the guy name from Golden State Warriors right now, Draymond Green, something that the Bulls have definitely, definitely lacked on defense, that kind of toughness and that type of player that'd be like, you know what, you're coming into our stadium, you know, it's, you know, you're not, we're gonna we're gonna do what we got to do to win. Or if if you win, it's not gonna be an easy win. So uh, Patrick Beverly, I've always liked his um, style of play. You know, at times he's been one of those type of players you you hate him, but since he's with your team, you love him. So um, I think that was a great pickup outside of the uh, Russell Westbrook potentially coming here, I think Patrick Beverly would be a better fit, but I still think that there are pieces that the Bulls need to to put together in order to bring this team back to at least a competition level team to where they can make deep runs in the playoffs. Um, for one, they need to get rid of Vooch. Um, he's a terrible um, pick and roll defender, etc. Uh, Kobe White, great player, but I think getting rid of him and bringing somebody in that could be a legitimate big man for us would definitely work. And, uh, you know, we just need to move some some pieces around and get some good quality players to, to definitely make a, a deeper run than what we have been doing. And Alonzo Ball, love the guy. He's a great player. But this is like his second year in a row where he's, Missed the entire season, so I say move him, get somebody in that is going to be able to sustain the amount of games that the that the NBA has to play per year. And you know we just need to upgrade in a lot of areas. I was very disappointed that the Bulls didn't do any further trades or deals, you know, during that deadline. Um, and I'm getting so tired of seeing teams like our the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, Steph talking about the toughness and edge that, that Patrick Beverly brings to this team. And I love the comparison of Dennis Rodman and Draymond. Does he, does, does he have some of the statistical categories? They have no, but that mindset, right? That player that comes in and is just going to push people. He's going to talk. He's going to get in people's faces. He's going to do, Pat Bev is going to do whatever Billy Donovan asked him to. If, he, if Billy Donovan asked Pat Bev to guard Giannis, Pat Bev ain't going to back down, right? He probably ain't going to be successful, but he's not going to back down. But there's something to say for a team that experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. 
Head to Hero.co to shop today. Has not had any edge. A team that has lacked leadership. A team that does not have that dog in them throughout most of this roster. We only got a couple of dogs on this roster, and one doesn't play in Dalen Terry, and another one in Javante Green is hurt. So, you know, bringing in that just that mindset, I always hoped that it was going to lift up the energy of the Chicago Bulls. And at least last night, this team came out with a total different energy than what we're used to seeing from this team. That goes a long way. But then when you also bring in his, his mindset and ability to get other players involved, Patrick Beverly is focused on getting the, the stars on this team involved in the game and figuring out how, where, and the way they like the ball. And so when you have a player that comes in with that selfless mindset and it really just becomes about I'm willing to do what's going to get us wins, that mindset helps tremendously for a team that's still trying to find their identity. Yes, it sucks that we're still trying to find our identity this late into our second season together, but Pat Bev and and Pat Bev type players absolutely help with that. And we saw that last night. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, guys? This is Shay. You know, I was hearing you say that Patrick Williams should look to be more aggressive, and you are right, and he should be. But let's think about it for a second, and let's look at it from a realistic standpoint. This guy is a third-year man playing with three all-star players. You know, I guess his mindset is basically get in where you fit in. Now, don't get me wrong. I do agree that he needs to be a little bit more aggressive. And that's still no excuse, you know. You know, if offense ain't working, the defense definitely does work. But you have to look at in his mind how he feels. You know, he's thinking that he has to fall in line or get in where he fits in. You know what I'm saying? How how is he going to take shots away from Demar Derozan or take shots away from Zach Levine, the front man of the team? You know what I'm saying? Now, if this was a veteran player, it'd be a different story. Anyway, tell me what you think, please. Shea brings up the aggressiveness of P. Will, and I think you're misunderstanding uh, being aggressive with taking more shots, right? Yes, when he's out there with three former All-Stars and one that's still an All-Star in DeMar DeRozan, um, yes, you're not going to get the shots. But when we say Pat William needs to be aggressive, we're not talking about he needs to call for the ball 10, 11 times a game. We're saying attack the rim, follow up shots. Go for putbacks. When you do have a fast break, take it. Their ability, your combination of speed and strength, even though he's not the best lateral quickness, he does have pretty good straight forward and back quickness. Those type of things, can Pat Will can get easy buckets. And we saw it last night. Only taking eight shots, but getting 17 points because he did not pass up the open shots. He took those shots. And if he did not miss that fast break dunk, and then as well as another wide open dunk, if he didn't hesitate on We're talking about Patrick Williams with 21 points in this game while only taking 10 shots. That's what we mean about P-Will needing to be more aggressive. Not saying you need to call for the ball so you get 10, 12 shots a game, but we're talking about just because you're not going to get the plays called for you, you have to execute in everything else. Be a dog defensively. Go after putbacks. uh, Go after rebounds, and then you have wide open shots on those times if you just fight. That's what we mean when we say Patrick Williams needs to be more aggressive, Shay. Not that he needs to be calling and taking a huge amount of shots. I would like to see more offense called for him. But when we talk about P-Will's aggressiveness, we're just talking about his ability to go out there and get it for himself in within the confines of the offense. That's what we need to see. We saw a little bit of it from P-Will. Let's hope that we see it for the rest of the season. All right, going into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Auntie. Hey, hey, this your Auntie. Hey, I like what I've seen in life tonight. I like Billy coaching. I like the rotation. I like his panning out. We're pacing. They sharing. They talking. Hey, this one I'm trying to figure out. Hey, one thing. 
what the fuck is their identity been there all fucking year? Fuck all fucking year. The first half of the season. That's I ain't gonna say it all year. The first half of the season. What the fuck have this identity been? Y'all, y'all, y'all waited to the, the the second half of the season. Now y'all want to realize y'all need to get y'all shit together. Now we missed some pieces to this motherfucking team. We got part. We we got a little something about bringing Patrick Beverly in, but hey, I can't trust the Bulls. I love them. I love them to death. I represent them. But hey, this team is bipolar. We can't even get hyped up just yet. I mean, hey, All Star just got over, so we go see what this Bulls team go do. Hey, but I ain't really got too much bad to say. I ain't go screaming better because you know I'm just not getting over my sickness. But shit. Hey, I'm just trying. I'm I, I'm just sitting right here thinking, re watching this game. What the fuck this identity been at? This all we've been asking y'all to do. We know y'all got potential. Y'all record look like shit, but this team got potential. How this record look? This is not y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all know better. Y'all know better, bro. Zach Levine, Demar, Booch, Billy. Y'all know the fuck better, bro. Now, it's the second half of the season. Now, everybody really, oh, we got to play this. Like, this is the seventh game in the playoffs. We got to do this. We got to do Y'all should have been doing this shit, bro. I can't even yell. But y'all should have been doing this shit, bro. But, hey, I like what I've seen tonight. Hey, hey, if we can keep this going, I'm going to say for at least the next 16 to 17 games, we, we should be straight. I just don't want the Bulls to be in the playing at all from 7th seed to 10th seed. I don't want to see that. 6th seed and up, I can definitely deal with. I don't want to have to be in the play-in and trying to work all the way back into the postseason. I don't want to do that, bro. Y'all do y'all shit. Continue playing with how y'all played tonight. It was the good shit. Y'all, hey, everybody worked together. Everybody was talking, moving, pacing. Even Billy did his coaching. Hey, this is what I'm talking about. We should have been doing this. Continue this. We can go somewhere. Y'all play like y'all had heart, so y'all didn't play like y'all didn't give a fuck. Hey, this is what I'm talking about. This is Chicago Bulls. I'm talking about let's go. Let's keep this shit going, and we can see what the fuck we finna do. Hey, good job. Uh, hey, do y'all shit. Keep this shit going. Don't act bipolar. Don't act like y'all don't give a fuck. Hey, it's the second half of the season. And Auntie asks, where has this team been? That is the question that everybody wants to know. We've been talking about here um and over on Lockdown Bulls for the longest like when this team plays aggressive when this team does communicate when this team doesn't get down on themselves they were able to find success that's why they were able to beat some of the better teams in the Eastern Conference but now you bring in a player in Pat Bev who is going to talk the whole game long it definitely helps but I do feel you auntie to say where has this been right and the fact that you can't trust the Bulls right now I th- I think we all sit there last night was great it was a good feeling it helped wipe away some of the sour taste in our mouth from that six-game losing streak, but the work ain't done. One game is cool. Can we make it three? Can we make it four? Can we make it five? Can we make it the rest of the 22 games left on the schedule with the Bulls playing with this level of intensity? You're not going to get all wins in those, more than likely, but can you play with this level of intensity consistently? And if the Bulls can do that, we're looking at a completely different team and a completely different outlook for the team. And yeah, it sucks that we don't have a vocal leader. It sucks that our $215 million man talks about that we were lacking leadership and he doesn't bring that, right? All those things hold true. But we listen, at the end of the day, like let's hope that they can turn it around. Let's believe in what we see and not just hope. And as long as the Bulls, I've been saying it basically since about 20 games into the season, this team got to show me. Last night they showed it. Let's hope that they continue to show it. 
And that's when we start trusting if this is going to be something consistent for this team. All right. Next one up. This one's a text from Beans the Comedian. And he says this. What's good, bro? This is Beans the Comedian. Got a bold prediction for next season. Dalen Terry will be the sixth man off the bench next year. Uh, this summer will be very important for his development. The training staff will get him in the weight room and get that NBA body. And somebody will help him fix that horrible jump shot. Let me know what you think. Peace. Here's what I'll say. His jump shot is already if you look at what his jump shot was in college to where it is now, it's taking huge leaps and bounds. So he's working, right? And that is the benefit of being down there in the G League. You're able to do more specific focuses on skills than what you're able to do during an NBA season, traveling and things with that. Being in the G League, they're able to work on specific things with you. They're able to say, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to shoot. I don't want you to worry about passing. We're going to go through the point guard with that. Every time you get the ball, we want you to shoot. They're able to do things like that in the G League where they're not able to kind of do that focus um, development in the NBA if you're on the on a regular roster. So to say that that Dalen Terry is going to be the sixth man off the bench, here's what I'll say. There's that potential there. Usually a player, uh, he'll go probably from not playing much to maybe getting 12 to 15 minutes off the game, and then that'll increase depending on how he plays. But I do think Dalen Terry is going to be a huge part of the rotation. When you look at possibly losing Javante Green, right, because of free agency, things like that. Breaking up some of the monotony, if Kobe White ends up leaving, Io DeSumo, if one of them aren't around, all those things open up more minutes for Dalen Terry. And so there is an absolute possibility that we do see Dalen Terry a much bigger part of the rotation next season. And I think the flashes that we've seen, he's earned that. So while I'm not ready to say he's necessarily going to be the sixth man off the bench, I do think he is going to be a, a way bigger part of the Chicago Bulls rotation. And he's already added 10 pounds of muscle this season from when he came into the league till now. So having an offseason to really do some of those focused things, work on your game, I think we're going to have a big uh, season next year up for uh, Dalen Terry, and let's hope that it that it comes true. All right, this next one, this one is a comment from uh, Mansoor. This is how you guys can leave the comment um, if you're on YouTube side. He says this, since the Bulls are currently the 11th seed, what kind of moves will Acme make if this roster continues to play poorly and ends up making the play-in, ends up not making the play-in? Well, here's the thing. If you've been watching me, I've been saying this. The work doesn't change. No matter what the Bulls finish, it doesn't change what needs to happen this offseason. The Bulls have to go out and get some rim protection and actual rebounding and a, and a big man. That's if Billy Donovan, listen, we just found success starting, what, 6'3", Alice Caruso at power forward. So, hey, listen, who knows what Billy Donovan is going to want with the roster, right? And how AK, you know, uses the coach or how he fills out the roster. But I do think either way, when, we, when you look at the Bulls having nine guaranteed contracts and already over the salary cap but below the luxury tax, this Bulls team, is, there's a high chance that a couple of these players, at least, if not, I've said before, it can go up to four to five of these players aren't back on this roster next season. And we really try to make a more traditional roster construction and fill out some of those areas. And so I do think that regardless of where the Bulls finish, unless they go in some magical run where they get to like an Eastern Conference Finals and look like a completely different team, there's not going to be nothing that changes the work that AK and Eversley have to do in this offseason in fixing the balance of this roster. I don't have specific targets in mind right now. I'll get those together as we get closer to free agency, but there's going to be some, some big changes with this roster, I feel, going into next season. All right, the last one in the mailbag today, this is another comment from Sean. I'm going to put it up here. And he says this, what do you think about a possible trade scenario where we trade Kobe Caruso, the Portland first round pick for OG Ananobi? Just throwing out there, I don't want to keep Kobe White though. If we can get another trade package without involving, I do want to keep Kobe White though. If we can get another trade package without involving Kobe, that would be great. Here's what I'll say. If the Toronto Raptors are truly looking to move OG Ananobi, I think the Bulls should absolutely be on the phone call. When you look 
at the Bulls, the contracts that we have, I just talked about it, nine guaranteed contracts already over the salary cap. If you can combine a level some of those contracts with that Portland first round, if that's enough to get OG and Anobi, you do it. Yes, I would love to see Alex Caruso stay on this team. I would love to see Kobe stay on this team. But at some point, we have to understand that to really improve this roster, we're going to have to let go of pieces that we may want to keep. And getting a trading another young guard who's shown tons of development in other aspects of his game, shooting not being one of them, maybe that does entice Toronto Raptors to make a trade built around that. But again, we'll see. I don't necessarily know. Keep in mind, they could be losing Fred Van Fleet. Uh, Van Vliet. So at that point, could, could Caruso be an even bigger interest to them? There's a possibility with that. So we'll see. I, I, I like the trade scenario overall for the player that you have. I don't know if that's enough to get it done. I think OG um, can get a couple of first round picks back in the open market next season in the offseason, but I could be wrong. But I do think the Bulls, if the, if the Toronto Raptors are focused on moving OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam for that matter, either one of those players, I think the Bulls should absolutely be on the phone for one of those players. But that's it for the mailbag for today. Make sure you guys can get in your mailbags for tomorrow's mailbag episode as well. It's also game day tomorrow. So we'll be having our pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame show all tomorrow as well. Um, but otherwise, make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail like you heard on today's show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. We definitely seen red now, right? So see red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.